This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Over the Nuggets, 116 to 110. So the Knicks now 42 and 30 on the season. And just some uh, some bookkeeping. Uh, now two games in the loss column behind the Cavaliers. Uh, the Nets are... One game back, but uh, in the loss column. But uh, the Knicks do have uh, overall; it's a two-game lead because the Nets have played uh, fewer games than the Knicks have played. So, um, look at this point for me with ten games to go. I'm not saying that you don't want to be four; you don't want to get to that spot. But I think I've kind of once once they've um, you know kind of stumbled there at the end of the winning streak and the three-game losing skid, Cavaliers. Um, have kind of stabilized themselves. I'm not really focused on being four or five as much as I am making sure I'm not six. Uh, I don't want to be six. I don't want to be slipping back. And, and look, the Nets, they've kind of slipped back themselves a little bit, right? They had the, the losing skid. They, they got back, uh, I think it was a three-game winning streak, but now have lost a couple of games in a row. So hopefully that kind of stabilizes where the Knicks are at. You don't want to be getting into a situation where you're six because then you're thinking not just about you know who you're going to play in the opening round, which would be the Sixers, but also then you have to worry about the Heat right behind you, who you also play uh, a couple of more times. So two other things about the Knicks uh, before we go out to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. I will be the first to admit, never in my wildest dreams did I think that Josh Hart, that Josh Hart trade, was going to be this significant. Uh, and, and today is not, you know, it, it's not like all of a sudden today that, that dawned on me. It's been, it's been a while, but today was just a, another example of it because he has been absolutely fantastic. He has done everything you could possibly ask him to do. And uh, he's, he's kind of been like their, their, their Swiss Army knife. If you need scoring, he gives you scoring. If it's rebounding, if it's passing, if you need a big three, if it's defense, whatever it is, uh, he is able to provide it. And um, when they made that trade, it was it was one of those. Well, look, you gave up Cam Reddish. Uh, it's not like Cam Reddish was ever really going to have a role on this team. That much was was pretty clear. And so, getting something for for really nothing that you were using, okay, fine. But I did not think that Josh Hart would have uh, this significant of a role. And today, thirty two minutes off the bench, thirteen points, eight rebounds, five assists. He has come in here. And uh, has, has, has taken that role fantastic. I mean, and, and strengthened that bench role as well, uh, which is such a, a major weapon for the Knicks. So between Hart and, and Quickly and um, Toppin when he's out there and, and RJ when he's part of that unit too. So that has been a major weapon for the Knicks. So there's never – I did not think when that trade was made that all of a sudden we'd be sitting here with 10 games to go in the regular season – and I would be singing the praises of Josh Hart. You know, yeah, all right, fine. It's a piece. It's it's a it's a it's it's somebody who's who's useful. And you would think that it was a good sign that that's the type of player you figured that um, that uh, Tibbs would like certainly more than than whatever was going on between him and and Cam Reddish. But um, yeah, Josh Hart has been an absolute steal and and a good job by the front office. I mean, that is not one that was. Uh, it's not the kind of it's not a splashy move. It's not the kind of move that you would look at and say, "Well, anybody could have made that move." No, that took some. That that was uh, that was good evaluation by them to see that was a guy who was undervalued where he was in Portland, and now he comes here and he is a major part of what the Knicks are doing. And then the other thing that I did want to mention before we got to the phones at one eight hundred nine one nine 
ESPN is, is the Mitchell Robinson thing from the other day, and Robinson was in there today. Uh, nine rebounds, uh, eight points, had that big alley-oop at the end, had seven offensive rebounds, a couple of assists as well, had a block. Um, look, I, I'm sure these kind of things kind of pop up more than we know, but you know his comments the other day on Snapchat about not being happy with his offensive role – they make him look bad because, A, the team is winning. Anytime you're complaining about your individual role while the team is winning, it's always going to look bad. It looked bad when uh, Elijah Moore did it for the Jets during the season, even though you know there was, there was reasons he was complaining about it because the quarterback play was, was an issue. Uh, so it's always going to look bad when you're complaining about your individual role when the team is winning, especially a team that has not done a lot of winning, right? Like <laughs> the Knicks having a winning year this year is, is significant. Uh, anytime the Knicks have had a winning, this is the third winning season that they've had in 22 years. And this is the time you used it. What about all the other times you could have complained? And the other thing is that it, it's not like Robinson is playing for a contract. He's already signed long-term. So when you're complaining about yours, when that, you know, you're already kind of taking care of, the team is already taking care of you, uh, it's also going to be something that does not look good for you. But I don't think that we have – it almost feels like sometimes we have to make a, a federal case out of everything. I think that these things probably do happen more often behind the scenes than we realize. It was corrected. It was taken care of. Hopefully it does not pop up again. Maybe you get a little bit of a pass the first time. If it happened again, I think then it would be a bigger issue. But uh, it's, uh, it's, all good. It, it, it's a lot easier to smooth these things over when you're winning. And the Knicks getting the win today was fantastic. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. We'll go out to the phones. We'll start things off with Spike in St. Pete. Spike, what's going on, pal? Well, that's you, you made a great point. I didn't know when you were coming on because when I spoke to you the other evening, you Larry said, when are you on? And you, you had a great line. You probably didn't realize it at the time. And my wife was listening. She says, what kind of answer is that? You said, I'm on before something and after something. Right. Well, you, you just turn in the station, and uh, at some point I'll be on. It's a surprise. No, it's a I big surprise. You, you have this, uh, Bob Newhart, you have this dry sense of humor that uh, I find very good. Look, let me comment on, I just heard from Larry, great win, character win. Denver's record is better than the team is. They're very good. They're very good. You can only measure it against their record. But if I was a betting man and I'm not in Florida, I would say that they will not win the West. But be as it may, Jokic, is a, he, he's incredible. Uh, I thought the Knicks made two coaching mistakes and made three great moves. See if you agree with me. He, uh, the thing with Mitchell Robinson, I made a comment on another show too. You know, uh, keep your pie hole shut. You got your bag. You got paid. Whatever's bothering you personal, keep it in the clubhouse. You're a terrific rim protector. You're a terrific shot blocker. Hartenstein has a nose for the ball. Sharing the minutes is fine. Hartenstein's a good interior passer. He's a little stronger, not with the shoulders, but, I mean, he bodies up better. But terrific, it's fine at center. We're fine with those two guys. I was thrilled, thrilled, overwhelmed, and say, what am I watching here? A superhero the first eight minutes of the game with Brunson. But you knew he would tire. I hope he wakes up tomorrow and it's not too sore. It's going to be muscle sore. Randall had a decent game, not a great game. The turnover, we went, oh, boy. Barrett played a very efficient game, eight out of something, 13. Uh, and what can I say about Josh Hart? And you, I quote you all the time, Gordon. I always give you your props. You know that. Yep. Designed in the laboratory by Tom Thibodeau. 
That's what he is. This guy does not have a flaw in his game. But what did he play, 32 minutes to four or five shots again? It's amazing. He steals the ball. He brings the teams picked up. The one that's going to suffer a bit is, is McBride. But the rest of the schedule lends itself. This game, we talk, my buddy and I who talk, like I talk to you guys every night after game, said, this is, you know, they got a pretty soft schedule, but the Knicks could lose like they did to Charlotte. Uh, it looks like it's going to be Cleveland because uh, they have a real easy schedule, and it's a character win against a top team. I never thought they were out of this game and uh, wasn't happy when couple, you know, Randall and Barrett had their turnovers again. But the team looks like they're together. Well, you were right when you said this about Mitchell Robinson. Keep it in the house and whatever it is. And I feel for the young man. He really is. You put him in at the end of the game and he did the alley-oop. Why didn't they foul him? Why didn't they stop the clock? Uh, at the end, yeah, I guess they, I, yeah. I, you know, down six. I feel, I guess they just were conceding the. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Are they, are they on an extended road trip? I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, you figured down six right. with the three point shot. You know, I know there wasn't that you're, much time left, but uh, yeah, they just kind of conceded right. it. It's their third. It's just their fourth out of five on a road trip, but twenty four seconds to go. I mean, I was I was pleasantly surprised. Listen, Jamal Murray looks back. Jokic stands alone as an offensive player. Porter's pretty good, but, uh, you know, I don't think they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't don't think so. I think the Clippers will. But take the win, and let's keep winning, and uh, I'll talk to you Monday night. All right, Spike. Thanks for the phone call. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. I mean, the West is wide open. Um, You know, like, you take a look at the teams as they're listed there, and the John Morant stuff obviously raises a question as well. But, yeah, it wouldn't shock me if – I don't really expect the Nuggets – like, if I were putting money on it, I'd probably go with the Phoenix Suns. It all depends on the on the KD stuff. But they would be the team that – or them or the Warriors, uh, even though the Warriors right now are uh, part of the play-in uh, and, and the Mavericks are basically – are they tied? Yeah, they're tied. So, But I guess they have the, the Mavericks have the tiebreaker, so – um, yeah, the West is going to be wild. Uh, it, it feels like it's completely wide open out there because, as you said, the, the Nuggets might have the lofty number but uh, in terms of the record, but I don't know that there's a, a great deal of trust. The thing with Robinson, too, two things. About his offensive game, I, I think if he had this, this undiscovered offensive game, we would have seen flashes of it by now. Uh, it, I don't think that it's, it, it's, it's nearly as significant as he does. Uh, again, we take calls all the time uh, from Nick fans after games, wins, losses, and I don't believe that there's ever been a time where anybody, you know what, we really got to get Mitchell Robinson involved in the offense a whole lot. There's not been a single case of that. And again, people bring up some, some out there things from time to time. That's not one that's been brought up. And the minutes thing, he should be ecstatic that his, his minutes are um, – strictly watched because of the amount of injuries that do I mean that's been a major problem for him his entire Nick career that every time you start to feel really good about uh, the contributions that he makes there's it can happen very quickly he goes down the wrong way and and all of a sudden he's out for a week or two so um, yeah I'm not going to get crazy about those comments because again I'm sure that uh, they've handled it and that's the thing about having uh, an actual head coach who has, has had some experience and has a, a reputation that you feel confident 
It's not somebody who's this is his first job or anything like that. And I, I'm I'm guessing that those type of things sometimes pop up uh, more than 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 we might know. Uh, and this one just happened to because he put it out there. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the telephone number. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Coming up, we'll get more of your Nick phone calls. We got to get into the Aaron Rodgers stuff in the NFL because there's been a lot of dealings with that this week, and we'll do that next. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Randy is gone. Well, look, uh, you know, people are uh, blown away by the win over the Nuggets. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. It was – I really did not expect that kind of performance today. And then when you get down by 13, you think, all right, that's – you know, maybe this is, uh, this is not the, the, the day, right? After a long road trip, an early start, everything else. But uh, the, the, the betting favorite for a third straight MVP in Jokic, the Nuggets with the record – even though they've struggled here recently, um, still a, a very – Solid performance, a big fourth quarter, and uh, the Knicks are able to get a win. And now you're starting to see them putting it together at home a little bit, too, because that was an issue earlier in the year. Yeah, you're getting wins on the road, but uh, not getting the wins necessarily at the Garden. Some disappointing performances, but a big fourth quarter today and a big home win. All right, let's go back to the phones. We'll go out to uh, Manny is in Brooklyn. Manny, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. All right, that does not, that does not sound promising. I think maybe we might be having some uh, issues with the phones right now. So uh, we'll reset that. And uh, look, I'll move on to the, to the Aaron Rodgers stuff um, as we try to get the uh, situation with the phones worked out. Um, look, we finally got some word this week of, of what direction this is going to go because it feels like we've been spending the entire offseason figuring out uh, you know, why is Aaron, is Aaron Rodgers going to want to play for the Jets? Do we know this for sure? Is this actually going to happen? I'm not sure. Because up until this week, what was the sign that you saw from Aaron Rodgers that would make you say, yeah, he, he definitely wants to go to the Jets. He, he's definitely going to want to go to the Jets. It almost seemed like he hadn't really done anything that showed you he even wanted to play, never mind play for the Jets. But then finally this week, the interview with Pat McAfee where he says that he intends to play for the Jets. So now we know. We know what the, the, the rules of engagement are. The Jets clearly want Aaron Rodgers. Every, every single thing that they have done this offseason has told you that they want Aaron Rodgers, and now we know that he wants the Jets. But, of course, because it's Aaron Rodgers, because of the situation, of course it can't be solved. So you have to wonder, you know, how much longer is it going to go on before we finally get some sort of resolution. And, and I'll say this. Whenever you do get the resolution, I think people want the resolution just so it can kind of be removed as a topic, like Elaine suggesting that they nuke the uh, rainforest just so we can remove it as a, a topic of conversation. Even when it does get done, if it's before the draft, if it's after the draft, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Jet. Even when that is solved, there'll be something else that pops up. It, it, it's always that way. The conversation is always – he can make it out like, well, it's nothing to do with me. But it, he's, he's the one common denominator. So I'm sure even when uh, the, the trade is official, there'll be more stuff. So the, the one thing that has come up this week is – now that you kind of have this stalemate between the Packers needing to get rid of Rodgers and get rid of his salary and the Jets desperately needing a quarterback and making it clear he is the only guy that they really have shown legitimate interest in, who has the leverage? Is it the Jets? 
Is it the Packers? Uh, and, and what I would think is, I, look, I don't think it's the type of situation where either team really has all that much leverage. It's kind of pretty close. But what is clear is that the Packers have way more time on their side. Because if you looked at all the, the different uh, you know, opinions about his contract and everything else, the Packers don't have to do anything anytime soon. They have until September 1st before they like, have to get rid of his contract off the books. The Jets do not have that much time. Now, they do have some time to work around. They don't have to make a deal. They don't have to panic and just all of a sudden give up whatever. But the, the time aspect is much more on the Packers' side than it is on, on the Jets' side. The Packers have their quarterback. They don't have to go out and find one. Their, their plan is pretty much set, and I would think that as long as they know they are going to be able to get rid of that contract, they can go about their offseason however they want. The Jets, on the other hand, the time is not on their side. So, look, when the first mention of Aaron Rodgers' name came up, it was, oh, my God, you're going to have to give up two first. They're not giving, nobody's giving up two first-round picks. There was no market for this guy. So the, the Packers are not getting two first-round picks. They might not even get one definite first-round pick. Maybe it's a conditional first-round pick. But I would say for the Jets' side of things, to be squad, and it's tough to say for sure because we don't know what definitely what the Packers want and the fact that they have things on their – the time is on their side. Maybe they are elevating what, they, what they're asking for as opposed to what they would accept. But for the Jets to be squabbling over a second-round pick – that might become a first-round pick if conditions are met when the guy that you were talking about is someone who gives you a legitimate chance to win a Super Bowl, to me is, is, is what is it, penny-wise, pound-foolish? Like, it, it, if you have to overpay to that degree, a, a slight overpay, it's worth it to have the extra time. You'd rather have the extra time to get him in, be able to, to know for sure everything, and any things that could pop up, because there's always things that pop up with Aaron Rodgers, I'd rather know about that sooner rather than later. So to me, the timeline favors Green Bay, even if there's not one side that has this unbelievable leverage on their side. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's try the phones again, shall we? Let's go out to uh, Luke is in Connecticut. Luke, you're next up on the Gordon Damer Show. What's up, Gordon? First hey, Luke. time uh, caller and first time listener i just uh, realized that radio still exists so this is there you exciting. go well we appreciate that um yeah uh am i the only person that doesn't care about this 13th pick just just now are you a jet like fan luke unfortunately yes all okay. of my life all right well i would say that if, if now look i'm not a jet fan but i could understand jet fans uh not wanting to give up the 13th pick even if you have to give up a first round pick because you would have to think if you're getting aaron Rodgers, next year's number one is going to be a whole lot lower down than 13 and you would rather because it is the type of situation where you only know you're going to have Rodgers for one year no matter what he says i want to be able to put as many weapons surrounding him this year even if it is a rookie in the first round um, I'd rather pay I, I for the price down that. the road. Of course, I don't want to give it up, but, you know, drafts are incredibly deep. We see it every year, late-round picks going off. You saw Brees Hall, what he did mm -hmm. as a late-round pick, you know, kind of under the radar, except for the people that, you know, the gurus and stuff. And it's just there's so many young pieces in place. Let's, let's give up this pick. Let's give up Corey Davis. We've got Lazard. I mean, I think he's an upgrade. 
especially with his connection to Rodgers. You've got Elijah Moore. Hopefully he stays. You've got Garrett Wilson as a stud. You've got, you know, a couple of O-line pieces coming back. I just don't understand. If that's what's holding it up, I just – I feel like – Yeah, I mean – yeah, I, I hear you, Luke, and and I don't know. Maybe uh, and thanks for the phone call. Maybe it is the situation where the Jets just don't want to give up picks this year. They'd rather wait until after the draft, and I guess they could do that because um, there's still time. Both sides have time because it certainly seems like there's no competition for this. It doesn't seem like there's going to be somebody that comes in and says, "Hey, wait a sec, we want Aaron Rodgers." I think if that were going to happen, it would have happened by now. I don't think that Rodgers is all of a sudden going to say. Uh, I'd rather go to some other team. Uh, I don't think that he is going to retire again because I never thought he was going to retire because of that contract and the amount of money that he is owed. So it seems like a bit of a stalemate and nobody has to make a move right now. But you're right. Like if we're just talking about in terms of right now, if you're saying that this is a guy, the number one guy who not only gives you a chance, the best chance to win next year, but to win big next year and win the ultimate prize next year in a Super Bowl it, what are we quibbling about a first round pick if that's what it's going to take now we don't know that that's the case maybe they're asking for more than that because time is on their side but if it does come down to the uh, you know first round pick or a second round pick what are we talking about get get the deal done and and the clock is going to tick quicker for the Jets than it is for the Packers 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, get more of your phone calls. Also, get into the uh, the talk about expectations. What are the expectations? When the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, because they're going to get Aaron Rodgers, not even the Jets can mess this up at this point. What are the expectations for this Jets team? Is it just, you know, this is the best option at quarterback? Is the expectation we make the playoffs next year? Is it the division? Is it a deep playoff run? We'll get into the expectations conversation as well. Coming up, it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. I did uh, come up with it when it comes to Rodgers is I hope he was lying. I hope Aaron Rodgers was lying when he said and made it out like, you know what, I'm cool if the Packers want to go in another direction. You know, if they're ready to turn the page on me, that's fine. I just wish they had been up front about it. Uh, I hope he's lying about that. I hope that, that privately he is really ticked off. I, I want as ticked off an Aaron Rodgers, if I were a Jet fan, coming here as humanly possible. I, Rodgers has never been a guy who gives me psycho winner vibes. Like, I like the guy who is the psycho, like Tom Brady, the, the, the amount of stories that you heard about Tom Brady wanting to win at every single thing, if it's, if it's ping pong, if it's chugging beers, that's the guy I want. I want the guy who's a psycho winner and is focused exclusively on winning. I've never gotten those vibes. I, look, I'm sure he, he wants to win, but I want as much as he can be in and be ticked off and want to prove the Packers wrong or doubters wrong or haters wrong, that's the Rodgers I want. And if this drags out for a little bit, we'll get to see that maybe. If Rodgers organizes workouts with with Jet teammates, which he's allowed to do, that would be a really good – there's nothing preventing it. And it's not something that he has done in the past. I mean, the Packers have pretty much openly questioned his commitment to the organization – 
because he doesn't want to be part of OTAs. He doesn't want to be part of, uh, you know, off-season stuff. So hopefully this is, I want him to be as ticked off as possible and ready to show everybody who doubts him because he, he lives on, on all that kind of stuff, uh, that he is not faded, he's not on the downside, that he still has excellent football left to play. And um, there's been plenty of people there as well that have kind of questioned, you know, coming off his, his worst season in a very long time. He's 39 years old. Is this really the guy you should be hanging your hopes on? So I hope that he was lying in that McAfee interview when he said, eh, it's not really a big deal. I'm cool with it. I'm fine. No, 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 no. I want petty. That's what you want there. So hopefully that was a lie. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go to Brett is in Rockland. Brett, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, how's it going? Um, hey, Brett. First time caller here. Oh, thanks. Uh, so, yeah, so I heard you earlier mention that, you know, neither team has the leverage advantage. And I well, I would say no team that. has all the leverage. I think that the Packers have more of it, but it's not exclusively on their side. Right, right, okay. Um, well, you know, I think with the big timing – I mean, September 1st, I think you said, right? They have yeah, until, they have until have September until? 1st if they wanted to, yes. Right. And then, you know, with that, and not for nothing, I mean, Green Bay is seeing how this New York fans and the New York media reacted to that Rodgers video, all the season tickets, all the Super Bowl predictions. And not for nothing, I mean, even you before the commercial mentioned, it's not if, it's when the Jets get Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's ultimate leverage right there. And now Joe Douglas sees this. You know, he's scared to let his fans down, and he might have to end up, when it's all said and done, overpaying for him. I think no doubt pick 13 will be involved, plus more. Uh, well, look, Brett, we shall see. I, I do not believe, and thanks for the phone call, and thanks for making it the first time. Hopefully uh, you have a second time as well. Uh, I don't think it's the type of thing where the Jets are going to be giving up, uh, you know, a first-round pick and multiple picks. I don't even necessarily you look at the you read the tea leaves of people that are in the know. It doesn't even seem like that 13th pick is going to be they're going to be giving that up. I think what it's going to come down to, it's going to be uh, a day two pick, either second or third, and then you're going to get a conditional pick next year. If he if he comes back for a second season, it's this. If he doesn't come back for a second season, it's that. If the Jets go to the playoffs, it's this. You know, it could be a range of different things. But I think it's going to be either a second or a third round pick this year and then a conditional pick the following year. And if you're the Jets and you have to overpay a little bit and it has to become a one next year or it has to be an extra round up this year, if it has to be a second round pick as opposed to a third I think you got to pay that price because at the end of the day, this is the guy that you have identified. You've, you've done so to the exclusion of everybody else. There's nothing else left now at this point. Not that there might have even been anything before that. You know, the idea that, well, you know, the Jets didn't go after Derek Carr. Or they didn't go after, uh, you know, this guy or that or Jimmy Garoppolo. None of those guys are at the level of Aaron Rodgers. None of those guys give you the ceiling that Aaron Rodgers gives you. So I don't have a problem with them not pursuing those guys. If, if they read the situation properly and knew that Rodgers wants to come here, which he does. So I do think that, yeah, the, the leverage is, is, is more on the side of the Packers, but it's not exclusively on the side of the Packers. They don't, it's not like they are just completely dictating the situation because at the end of the day, they do have to get rid of that contract. And, and it is something that is hanging over their heads uh, as much as it is the Jets needing that quarterback. Let's go out to, uh, let's hear, Edward is on uh, is in uh, Glen Cove. Edward, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hi, how you doing, man? First hey, time Edward. caller. Great Thanks, show. man. I'm 
I'm probably on an island here by myself. I, I've okay. been a longtime Jet fan. I, I'm not excited about Brett Favre. I think he's self-centered. I think well, Brett Favre is 50 years old, so you don't want to be excited about him. You're not excited about Aaron Rodgers either. Though. No, that's sorry, yeah, Aaron that's Rodgers. No, I'm well, just kidding. Yeah, and I'm thinking Brett Favre because I remember what happened when he came for right. the year. But I just think Rodgers, he's won one Super Bowl in all this time. I don't think he has that Brady tenaciousness. I don't think he cares. You know, one of those two championship games, he should have made the difference where he landed them in there, whether they win or lose, but get to that other Super Bowl. I think he's more MVP, and I just heard what you said that, you know, like you said, you want somebody tenacious. You want somebody that yeah. wants to win a championship at all costs. I just think the Jets are putting too much stock and wasting too much time. And I don't know. I, I just wish they would have went with a, another option and then pursued it because they can't wait till August, July, and, and and start dealing with this. We we need a quarterback badly. I still don't think we're a quarterback away from a Super Bowl. I think there's another year or two of experience and getting some key pieces, but. I, I just think this guy is, is going to be trouble and a big disappointment to the fans. And I agree with you. A playoff win, getting to the playoffs, it, total waste, and puts us way behind the eight ball. Yeah, well, look, everyone, thanks for the phone call. I mean, it's just simply the playoffs is not good enough because then you you very well might be back in the same situation. And, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility that, you know, we're all talking about, well, we got to get a second year out of Aaron Rodgers. we got to – he has to promise us he'll give us a second year there's a scenario that takes place where you don't want him a second year, right? I mean, you, maybe you want to move on after that. Uh, and, and I hear what you're saying because it's the type of situation where there are other ways that you could have went at quarterback where it would not have had the ceiling, clearly, that Aaron Rodgers has if he's great. But it would have given you a larger window. The window of opportunity would have been extended, right? It wasn't, it wouldn't, if you had gotten Derek Carr and made the playoffs next year and lost that first playoff game, Okay, fine. Uh, it's not what you want, but you know you have him for more than one year, and you do still have a young team surrounding him, so you figure there's going to be some growth and, uh, and progress from that alone. With Rodgers, all you can really know is you're going to get one year. So that, that, the, the part of the young part, you know, the, the, all the, the good vibes there, that's great, but then you're back at square one looking for a quarterback or trying to convince him to come back because – like even if they had a good year this upcoming year, I think that it's going to be the type of situation. He was 90% retired this year. <laughs> I don't think that he's going to get through this year and be like, no, definitely. I haven't even thought about retirement ever again. So uh, it's, it is a, a sticky situation, but it has the highest ceiling. It has the, the, the best chance of, of reaching the ultimate goal, which the Jets have been uh, trying to reach for a very long time. Lewis is in the car. Lewis, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, what's going on, Gordon? I was in the car. I'm in my house now. All right, sorry about that. I got to get through these calls quicker, Lewis. I apologize. It's no problem. It's no problem. I ain't, I ain't stressing it. I probably called every radio, everyone, every one of the ESPN shows, morning, afternoon, and evening. So there you go, my friend. But the, what I wanted to say was is about first two things about the Jets and the Knicks. Okay. I'm, I'm first of all, I'm a Giants and I'm a Bulls fan. So that's, that's a disclaimer for that. Okay. As far as everybody's saying, oh, they're going to just win the Super Bowl next year, what happened this past season that makes you think adding Aaron Rodgers is going to get you a Super Bowl win? That's, well, that's look, a- Lewis, I, I'm not saying that I necessarily believe the narrative, but the narrative is that the Jets 
the thing that kept them out of the playoffs this past year was they did not have a quarterback. If they had had just simply a league average quarterback, they would have been in the playoffs, right? So if you're going out and getting Aaron Rodgers, you're not getting just an, uh, a league average quarterback. You're getting a four-time MVP, a guy who's a season removed from winning an MVP. So adding that big of a piece may be the best quarterback you've ever had in your franchise history. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's not out of the realm of possibility where you could see, and we've seen other veteran quarterbacks go to young teams that have disappointed because of the quarterback play and lifted them to a Super Bowl title. God, God, the only problem with that is is that mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs didn't go nowhere. That's the only no. problem. That's yeah. all good. But the Kansas City Chiefs are still there. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, look, I, I hear you. It's not the type of situation where there's anyone out there that you would be able to just simply put yourself as the Super Bowl favorites, but this gives you the best chances of, of, of winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, there's going to be obstacles. The Bills aren't going anywhere. The, the Bengals aren't going anywhere. But this at least puts you in that conversation. I don't, I don't think they should consider themselves, all right, we're getting the Super Bowl next year, but I don't want to stay on that too long. The other thing I want to say about the Knicks is I keep hearing all these Knicks fans and even the, the, the hosts of the shows, oh, the Knicks can't win a playoff game. They beat the Boston Celtics in in Boston. They going around. They who who are these hosts? Name names, Lewis. Come on, you can do that. It's a Saturday yeah. afternoon. Who are these uh, people? The Michael K. Show. The uh-huh. uh, Rick Rick and um uh, Rick and um Dave in the morning. Stay Those guys. Yeah. Uh huh. I put them on the list too. They don't think that the Knicks can win a playoff series. And Alan Hahn. They don't. Nobody thinks. Oh, that that's not. I don't believe that Allen doesn't believe that the Knicks can win a playoff series. Everybody says is okay. We hope we hope we can get Cleveland. So that uh-huh. we can at least win. My thinking is this: the way the Knicks are playing, I think shouldn't worry about who they play against. Just as long as they get in, because they look strong. They look strong defensively, and they look strong offensively. They got a good head coach. They got a good point guard. They should not be fearing anybody. That's what the Knicks fans. Y'all should not be fearing anyone at this point in time. Let's be honest with you. Like you gotta, you gotta feel like that. You can't go into the playoffs thinking, "Oh, we're gonna get bumped out, or we're gonna lose." And you can't. If you do that, then you might as well be playing the NBA as it is. Yeah, well, look, you know, there's a separation, and Lewis, thanks for the phone call, between what the team believes and what hosts maybe believe. Uh, I can't speak to uh, those those specific shows. I can only speak for myself. Uh, I don't go into the playoffs expecting the Knicks to beat the Cavaliers. I expect them to have a good series against the Cavs. Uh, I expect them to be far more competitive than they were a couple of years ago, but I don't necessarily expect them. I would like to. I hope that they beat the Cavs. But I don't go into it expecting to just take care of the Cavaliers and move on to the second round. You know, at the end of the day, the Cavaliers are going to have the better record. They're a great home team so far this year. Uh, I think they're the more talented team overall. And, you know, you'd be li- I know it's a different team. It's a different circumstance. The fact that the Knicks had the season they had two years ago and then just got, I mean, they didn't belong on the court with the Hawks. It was they got completely exposed in that series. Part, you know, it's 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 uh, it's it's scar tissue, right? Like you still remember that, and it's going to hold you back. I think, at least for me, uh, fully being on board and thinking, hey, they they absolutely can take out this team. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the telephone number. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Coming up, we're going to talk at six o'clock with Pat Rangazzo about the the Mets. Get some updates on some injuries there with Edwin Diaz and and Brandon Nimmo. But more of your phone calls coming up next. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is ninety eight point seven FM ESPN New York. Rogers uh, betting for MVP is currently seventh, just behind Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. 
So, uh, you know, if you're wondering if you're the, the outlier and say, well, why are the Jets going out and uh, doing all this? And that's why, because it, it raises what the ceiling is and, and, and it raises what the expectation is. And, and there's a reason why. This has been the target that they set for themselves after the season. And credit to them, they read things right. There, there's a, a series of possibilities where they could have gone, went down this road and found out, no, Aaron Rodgers has no interest in, in going to the Jets. And that would have really, I mean, that would have really made you look bad. But they read the situation right. They did what they needed to do. And now, look, it's not maybe uh, the proudest moment in some ways. If you're looking at the organization, it feels, you know, we talk about the rewatchable movies at night with Larry. Uh, we're doing that bracket. This feels very much like uh, Superman 2, where the Jets have, have to come and kneel before Zod. Uh, they've had to, you know, jump through all the hoops and, and get him this coach and get him this player. And uh, they have kneeled at the altar of Aaron Rodgers, but they have no choice. This is, this is the plan moving forward. And it was not the, it was the plan when they got to the offseason, but two years ago this was not the plan. This was not what they were hoping to be doing, but this is the path forward now. So uh, uh, it, it does have – I'd be lying to you if I said there's no way that this could work because we've seen this work before. I mean, to me, it's very reminiscent of the Brady situation. Longtime star breaks up with the, you know, with, with the with the organization has to go find, and it did feel like that it took a while for him to kind of find that spot. And I don't think that a lot of people, when he went to Tampa Bay, I know myself, I wasn't saying, oh wow, the Buccaneers are definitely going to win the Super Bowl. I think that they were like six and six that year, and then they got hot at the end. They got hot at the right time. They went on a run and they won a Super Bowl. So. Um, there, there's a, there's a path forward for the jets here and, and the expectations, it, it tells you all you need to know when, when it came out the other day that he just simply said, I intend to play for the jets. Jet fans were through the roof. They were, they were pumped up and rightfully so. Uh, all right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go to uh, Artie is in Brooklyn. Artie next up on the Gordon Damer show. Hey Gordon, how are you bud? I'm good, Artie. What's I think going on, you man? need to take away the uh, word expectations. Expectations. The, yes, because I don't know as Jeff, I can only speak for myself, I guess, but I don't expect them to win the Super Bowl. But I know now there's a chance, a good chance that they could well, win Well, that the has Super to be the goal going into the season. Go into September and say, yeah, they got a chance. Now, I mean, there two or three times in the list. Excuse me, in the last 30, 40 years. But now, when if they get Rodgers, they have a legit chance. Would I put my money on it? Like, like straight up bet that they're going to beat Kansas City or Buffalo or anything? No. But they got a chance. And the odds, like we said, in Vegas, prove it. Because they are like, I think, 16 to 1 odds. What last time the Jets were 16 to 1 odds to win and Anything, Uh-oh. including... Artie, are you going to make it to the Super Bowl? You all right? Take a breath. Take I'm a breath. All right, I understand. Yeah. Well, look, I, maybe expectations isn't the right word, but that has to be the goal. Why else would you go get Aaron Rodgers? It can't just simply be to make the playoffs. You, you're probably only going to have him for one year. No. I yeah. totally agree. That's yeah. the difference between... If they wanted to just make the playoffs, they go out and get Carr. Right. right. For five you, years, you make the playoffs a couple a of times. Right. The, that's not the idea. Right. The idea is to have a legit chance to win the Super Bowl. Even if it's only one year, they would rather have that one-year chance to win the Super Bowl than to get five chances just to make the playoffs. I give them credit for that. 
All right, Gordon. Thanks for taking it. And I think the better example is not even Carr. It would be Garoppolo, right? Garoppolo has made the playoffs a bunch of times and has had some deep playoff runs. So if you wanted to go that route, you certainly could have. And the relationship with 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 Salah and, and San Francisco and all those type of things um, that would have made that would have made some sense, and it would have given you a a, a a a more open window, right, where it would not just be one year make it or you know Super Bowl or bust. But they they read the situation, and this is the way they have gone. Every move the Jets have made this offseason has led to this move. There's never been a time where it was really tough to say, well, no, they're really going after this guy. No. And Derek Carr to me never made any sense, even when they were whining and dining him and, and telling him, if you come here, you'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. What was in those drinks? <laughs> You're going to be a first, ba- first ballot Hall of Famer? Uh, that seems a bit strong. You might have overreached there a bit. Ira is in Staten Island. Ira, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon. How are you? I'm What's good, happening? Ira. How so, you yeah, feeling, just my to friend? Touch on Everything's good, thank God. Just uh, three different topics with, with Rogers. First mm-hmm. of all, you, you know you've heard me where I stood with Carr, but um, listen, he, he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. No. But, um, if you want to go to the playoffs, uh, he was on some really bad rated teams. He could have got the Jets to the playoffs, so that's, but that, that's a moot point because that's off the table. But with the Rodgers thing, I, I tend to agree with you. This, this is Super Bowl a bust. Quite frankly, as optimistic as I am, the head coach still has to show me he's going to grow into that type of coach, mm-hmm. and I still, they need some pieces. Um, I heard somebody earlier mention Beckton. I think that's a pipe dream. They better, have a, an, they better have an answer for him, and he better earn a roster spot. I can't plug him in as a starter. So I don't think they're a quarterback away from going to the Super Bowl, but you, that's why you play the games. You never know. But for, for the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, um, I'm hoping they could get two years out of him. They, you know, who knows? Um, like I said, if he's really ticked off at the Packers, you know, maybe if he has a good time here, he doesn't get beat up and he's happy here, maybe we'll give him a second year. But at, at the end of the day here, um, anything shy of minimum getting to the conference championship game within the next year or two and taking a shot at that Super Bowl, to me it's a failure. And, and I, I do believe the compensation – it's probably, you know, everybody has their own theory. I think they're going to have to give up a two this year. They could stand on the head. I'd be shocked if the two this year doesn't get shipped away. And I think you hit it on the head. You know, a two to go to a one, a three to go to a two next year. It's right. probably going to be a two this year, a two to go to a one next year. But they better win something. And I, I think if it's Joe Douglas, he's going to hold out as long as he possibly can. I just, and this is a, isn't a knock on Woody Johnson. I just don't think I'll have the patience for that. And I think, like you said, He'll step in and make Joe Douglas do what he has to do. Yeah, and look, Ira, and thanks for the phone call. I can't say that I would necessarily blame Woody on that one. Now, I, look, I don't want the owner to, to step in and say, give him two first round. You know, you don't want to overpay. But if it is the type of situation where they want a two and you're willing to give up a three and it, it's, you know, the difference of a round or so and it's the difference of an extra pick or so, I don't know, man. This is the guy you've identified. You think that this guy can win you a Super Bowl. What are we talking about? A third-round pick? What are we talking about? A second-round pick or a first-round pick? You should want a conditional pick to be what you end up paying. You, you, you end up paying the high end of that conditional pick. You want it to be that, hey, if we get to the playoffs and we win multiple playoff games, we'll give you a first round. That's what you want. So at some point, right, they both have – there's no need to rush on either side just yet. But at the, the, the Packers have the, the, the longer-range timetable. 
They don't have to do anything until September. The Jets have to do something well. But could you imagine if they, oh, my God. Can you imagine we're in June and July and we're still talking about that? It cannot possibly happen. It cannot. Cooler heads have to prevail. Now, there, there's no deadline, and generally things don't get done without a deadline. But I would like to think that in the next week or so, cooler heads will prevail and the Packers will say, okay, we'll give you, you, know, we'll you Rodgers and the Jets will give up uh, a couple of picks and, and away you go. And then the, then the circus can really begin. Then the circus can really begin. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. It is the Gordon Damer Show. Coming up, more of your phone calls as we take you up until 7.30. Rangers and Penguins then, only here, 98.7 FM. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Let's go uh, back to the phone. We've been talking about, of course, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Certainly the Knicks are on the table after their thrilling win earlier today about the uh, against the uh, the Denver Nuggets. Let's go back to the phones. We'll go out to uh, Ken is in Queens. Ken, what's going on, my friend? Yeah, how you doing, Milan? I'm good, Ken. What's going on, pal? Okay, first of all, I think you already answered my first question. I had it was on the Mets and what was the situation with uh, Nemo, if you had heard anything. And also, I hear they're going to have a meeting or they are in talks with uh, Zach Britton possibly on signing him uh, uh, to a contract. Well, the Nemo, the have- Nemo thing, uh, apparently he is week to week. So they didn't say anything about opening day just yet, but uh, it wasn't uh-huh. as, as bad as maybe it looked originally. But we're going to talk with Pat Rangazzo. He actually covers the Mets, so I'll have a little bit better of an update for you coming up at 6 o'clock. But what else you got? All right, good. Uh, the Jets, I think – the Packers have more pressure on them to get this done because, first of all, the draft is right around the corner. That's number one. April 27th will be here very quickly. They want to resolve this to get that draft pick. But what I'm hearing, he's offering them a fourth-round pick, okay? And they're, of course, trying to get it down to at least a second or a third. But Joe Douglas knows what he's doing, number one, Okay. And I think he's going to stick to his guns. And as far as, like I said, they got to get this done. The draft, and it's a bad look for Green Bay and and their GM you know, around the league. And I think they're going to get this done. And next year is going to be probably a conditional pick because, like you said, they don't know where Rodgers is going to be next year. So this year is what they really have to concentrate. And if they come away with nothing and the draft goes by April 27th, and nothing's resolved, it's a bad look for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, yeah, I mean, it would be. Uh, but And, Ken, thanks for the phone call. It's not like they have to do anything. The, the draft is not a deadline because if you're not going to get uh, what you want for this year's draft, okay, well, then I'll take what I can get in next year's draft. It's going to be draft picks. I don't need to get anything out of this draft. I have my own picks right now. I don't need to get anything out of, uh, out of a pick this year. I have the quarterback that I have that's going to replace Rodgers already. I can go about and, and make the moves that I need to make. Uh, it's not like it's holding me up from doing something. So if, if 13 is off the table, if the second-round pick is off the table, uh, and I don't have to do anything as an organization of the Packers until September 1st, well, I'm going to play the long-term game. Right, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna look at the long term view. It, the Jets can't take the long term view. They, it, it has to be about the now. You want to get Rodgers into the organization as soon as possible. You want to get this done, 
as soon as possible. Now, you don't have to panic. There's no, there's no deadline for them either. But the deadline will come quicker for the Jets than it will the Packers. The Packers don't have to do anything till September 1st. There is no set of circumstances that the Jets can wait that long. Nowhere close to that. Nowhere close to that. Uh, let's go out to uh, Omar is in Brooklyn. Look who has emerged after the Buffalo Bills collapse in the postseason. Finally, we hear from Omar. What's going on, my friend? <laughs> uh, good afternoon. How are you? Long time uh, no talk. Yeah, well, but I was listening to you. Listen. Uh, Do you remember the time you called me last year and you said the Mets were going to win the World Series, the Bills were going to win the Super Bowl, and the Knicks were going to do that? Do you remember that call? I, I remember that call, and uh, you know all the teams that I chose, uh, the two of them, uh, the Brazil didn't win, uh, the Pakistan lost in the finals, right? And uh, the other two teams, the Buffalo Bills, them went to the Super Bowl, no. and uh, now the, uh, the 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 two least expected teams can give me a miracle. The uh, the least we expected is, oh, now, New York Knicks are not even close. Now, let me ask you this. Now they are rolling, huh? I'll, but, let, I'll let you make your Knicks point. Let me ask you this. What was the bigger flop to you, the Mets getting into the playoffs and losing to the Padres or what the Bills did by wetting their pants at home? To me, it was uh, the Bills. The way yeah, they I, lost agree. It. I agree. Uh, uh, the Mets, uh, uh, it was a, like your pitcher – uh, uh, the main picture was down. Basically, Mets collapsed too. Uh, yes, they did. But, no question. Uh, 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 you can say in one one disaster is that they uh, they collapsed in three games. Basically, uh, like uh, two out of three games, they collapsed. They have a chance for another game that if they are a good team, like for example, a good team, if they lose in a one nail biter, they they come back and uh, the basically. Mets collapsed. They the, uh, they show no energy, and the, the both the teams showed no uh, no fight in them in those two games. Basically, collapsed to the miracle. The fan gets upset that if there is no fight with the team, that's what the Mets and the Bills did. Basically, there is no fight with them. That's it. They collapsed. They choked. They to choked. The uttermost disaster. Choked. Choked. Basically, in front of the, all, the, uh, all their fans, they told you that there is no chance. I cannot uh, today, this year, Mets can bring whoever they want to bring, and they have a, the great owner. They can bring all the money players, unless, you know, like Clippers has a lot of talent. And Clippers collapse every year. Right? I just showed them after the next game I was watching this game. Clippers collapse against Orlando Magic right now. And they are in a play tournament or a regular season playoff tournament in their life. They collapse. They have such a talented team, but they collapse all the time. I don't know what to do. But now come to the next. Okay. I, uh, all my hosts, all, all the, your friends, uh, and that. Oh, bracket, I don't have friends. Don't be ridiculous. Uh, uh, no, no. All that bracket. Uh, go to uh, what happened to? Uh, did you uh, you win on your first round on that uh, 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 bracket that they set up in the morning show? Uh, I did. Yes, I wa- I think so. Yes. Well, man, I got. I was go. not following it that close. I, I took on Larry. I, I think yes, and I beat Larry. Yes. I got a vote for you. You, you to be. Uh, did Peter win? Uh, from the Michael uh, did. Uh, uh, Peter win from Michael Keisho or no? Uh, did Peter win? I don't know. I did not follow it that closely. He was on the and other Dave, half of the bracket. 
I think I would think okay. that Peter won. I don't remember. I don't know who Peter was taking on. Yeah, I got to see that. How I do not know. I try to call them and get uh, how the link. Uh, I can get it and vote for that. I never vote for these. Uh, things. I think it's all but on this Twitter. Was very interesting to me. Now now my point on the name. Please, yeah. please. Uh, all that day. Uh, 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 I'll talk uh, Dave Rothenberg, Rick, because whatever happened in, against Atlanta, every time when a good team. Uh, like Milwaukee lost last year, and they were injured. Uh, there was no Middleton, and everybody says because uh, Middleton was not there. I told you, the you have seen this season, where Mitch Robinson is on, and today against the two times MVP, he showed how much he has developed, and how he gets a rebound, how he can contest a shot, how athletically our main player, because they out rebounded in that our main player. The Mitch Robinson was not there to dominate the way he dominates in the paint. And that's why there was an extra pressure on Julius Randle. So our uh, Thibodeau teams are built on a long center that are in the paint. And Mitch Robinson was not available in that series. So everybody can go to the paint. Uh, 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 the, uh, the point guard had a great, uh, 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 great series against us. And he was the villain and everything. And what happened after that series? How many times we have beat Atlanta Hawks? And Julius Randle, we are far. And every time you say in compete level, the only team I say up to this time that has a competitive edge on the Knicks is Milwaukee Bucks. But their legs, the Knicks' legs, because they play a lot of minutes, they are physically more gifted than anybody else because they play harder than everybody else and they have developed their legs up to that let, level. We're only on until 7.30, Omar, so I have to get to a point here somewhere quarter, resembling Every time the in the fourth quarter... Are the Knicks going to... The Knicks are going to get in the playoffs as the five seed. Agreed? Yes. They are going to take on the Cavaliers. Agreed? Yes. Are they going to win that series? Uh, if you... Uh, I'll no, 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 no. Halfway. Yes, no. no. Give yes. it to me. Okay, and then you have to give that too. Yes or no? Yes, I, I will. Yes. yes. I, I want yes. your answer first, though. Yes. They are going to win that series. Knicks will beat Cleveland All right. in seven-game series. All right. And, with, and they, will, they will prove my point that they were right not to trade five players for one player. All I right. always believe that because of Camelo Anthony, and I believe that the Knicks did the right thing, and they will prove that point in a seven-game series this year. All right, Omar. Thank you for the phone call, Omar. It was very long. I mean, that was an extended phone call. That was an extended play version of Omar. And he wants my opinion, but I wanted his first. And the reason is, if you're new to the program, you know that Omar's predictions, they, I referenced them there about the Mets were going to win the World Series, the, the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. Um, they're, they're historically bad. They are, they are as bad. For, if Omar had been on that Cover 5 app, remember I was talking to you about that during the football season, how everybody, all the other hosts were not as good as I was. I was the best host all season long. Omar would have been even below some of the ones at the bottom. I'm not going to name names. Bill. I don't want to get people into trouble, but mostly me. So I would say with Omar going on record as saying the Knicks will win a seven-game series against the Cavaliers, I have no choice, people. I have to take the Cavaliers. And based on what he says, I would say that um, Donovan Mitchell is going to look like Michael Jordan. All just, Knicks fans are happy today. Yeah, just, just based on Omar's predictions. It, there's nothing. There's no barometer better to make money than just simply going against Omar. 
1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, more of your phone calls as we take you up until 7.30. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM. Julius Randle is a second coming off I don't know what. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.